हेलो वेलकम टू हेल्थ चर्चा इशूड इन पब्लिक इंटरेस्ट बाई मेट्रॉनिक आई एम दीप्ति आहूजा कॉन्टेंट एंड प्रोडक्शन हेड एट एच डी स्मार्ट कास्ट एंड योर पॉडकास्ट होस्ट एंड दोस्त ऑन द शो हियर वी विल डिस्कस ऑल ऑफ द बर्निंग हेल्थ रिलेटेड क्वेश्चन यू माई डियर लिस्नर माइट हैव इन माइंड सो लेट्स बिगिन Obesity is increasingly being recognized as a worldwide epidemic. According to National Family Health Survey 5, one out of every 4 Indians is now obese. Obesity has risen from 21% to 24% amongst women and 19 to 23% amongst men on a national level. But obese women are told to lose weight more often as it also is one of the leading reasons for morbidity and infertility. At times the issue of obesity can be resolved by simply observing a healthy diet, exercise and lifestyle. Other times the resolutions can be tricky due to hormonal imbalances. Today weight loss surgery is on the rise and celebrities are openly opting for it as a perfectly acceptable solution to lose weight. Case in point actor Reena Roy who underwent bariatric surgery, the stand-up comedian and artist Bharti who lost weight before having a baby too was open about her weight loss techniques like intermittent fasting, having healthy balanced meals, practicing portion control and timing her meal consumptions properly. For that matter research also suggests that weight loss surgery before pregnancy might lower the risk to women and their babies who suffer from obesity related problems during pregnancy in fact weight loss programs through lifestyle modifications in obese women have been proven to restore menstrual cycles and ovulations thereby improving the likelihood of conception so Today to answer the most commonly asked questions about obesity and its impact on fertility in women we have with us Dr Aparna Govil in today's episode of Health Charcha Dr Govil is consultant bariatric surgeon at Safi Hospital Mumbai Hi Dr Govil welcome to Health Charcha kaise aap Hi Deepthi I'm very good thank you for having me here Thank you for coming. Um so Dr. Aparna, obesity comes with its own stigmas, right? As a result, approaching someone to understand whether or not we suffer from obesity could mean maybe exposing ourselves to those stigmas. So how can a person determine for themselves first if they are obese or even overweight? Can uh, one determine such things just by physical appearance? Uh, so Deepthi, actually uh, determining whether one is overweight or is uh, suffering from obesity is quite simple. Uh, you don't really need to visit a hospital uh, for uh, knowing that. There is a parameter called as body mass index and this is a very simple formula. It is basically weight in kilograms uh, divided by height in meter square. So suppose if your height is one sixty-five centimeters, so you take it as one point six five into one point six five, and uh, the weight is divided by this, and um, you get a certain number, which is your body mass index. Okay, these formulas are very uh, easily available on the internet as well. So there is a gradation based on BMI. and if the bmi is say between 18 to 23.5 yeah. then it considered as normal 
okay if the bmi is between 23.5 to 27.5 then the person comes under overweight category hmm. if the bmi is between 27.5 to 32.5 then that would classify as grade 1 obesity uh 32.5 to 37.5 is grade 2 obesity and 37.5 and above would be grade 3 obesity so it's very easy to know that of course it's not a complete uh, it doesn't give us a complete clinical picture but at least it gives some direction into uh, where a person is heading right and it's not just about physical appearance right it generally affects our health our physical health also very badly it's not at all about physical appearance yes that is a part of it but obesity is uh, one uh, condition it's a chronic condition which affects each and every organ in the human body from head to toe mm. so right from increased risk of strokes to increased risk of heart attacks to increased risk of diabetes high blood pressure cholesterol then uh, there are so many other issues related to lungs and liver in fact obesity is now a very common cause of cirrhosis of liver oh. and people with obesity live with uh, something called as obstructive sleep apnea with a lot of breathing difficulties uh, there are a lot of knee joint issues back pain and you know uh, mobility issues related to this mm-hmm. and of course um, um other issues which are specific to women uh, about which i think we will be talking a little bit later true um on that note you have to tell us about the relationship between obesity and reproduction what is this relationship how does this work so this is a very very close uh, relationship and it begins very early in a woman's life so it is also now known that um, uh, children as young as 5 years old hmm. uh, so when there are uh, we talking about girl children and um uh, once they cross the age of 5 we see that their total energy expenditure goes on decreasing as compared to boys and they tend to gain more weight uh once they are more predisposed to gaining weight they also become um something called as insulin resistant okay okay and that is the basic cause for developing many other conditions like polycystic ovarian disease and many other issues so these affect the menstrual cycles and pcos actually is very closely related to obesity and subsequently infertility as well mm-hmm. um so uh, can obesity then cause infertility or miscarriages is there a relationship there dr parna yes there is a relationship there and obesity can um, lead to infertility in uh, many women in fact uh, we get a lot of patients from infertility clinics um, because uh, their first requirement is to lose weight mm. because if they lose weight uh, they remain insulin resistant and they also have very high levels of male hormones as well right so they are um, uh, not only insulin resistant they also have something called as hyperandrogenemia mm. and uh, these uh, along with polycystic ovarian disease it leads to many menstrual irregularities and uh, subsequently it can lead to difficulties in conception in fact it is also seen that um, even patients who are trying for artificially assisted uh, uh, therapies for reproduction like ivf and iu1 things like that even though it, they don't respond as well if they are overweight or they are um, living with obesity so um, we actually see that once they lose weight they conceive quite easily so 
also if they conceive by some chance you know if a person is overweight and obese and they conceive um there are a lot of problems that they can face after conception so number one is definitely like you said there is a high risk of miscarriage mm-hmm. so miscarriage risk is very high in patients with obesity even if they were to continue with the pregnancy uh, there are a lot of risk for the mother as well so she is um, very highly predisposed to developing uh, diabetes we call it gestational diabetes during pregnancy right um she can also develop uh, high blood pressure during pregnancy and both of these are not very good for a pregnant uh, lady as well as her uh, baby mm. uh, there are also very high chances of uh, not having a normal delivery uh, so these women would be in for a cesarean section most of the times and um, one of the i think uh, one of the saddest part of this whole overweight obesity uh, motherhood is also that the child that is born is also very highly predisposed to gaining weight and subsequently developing diabetes in future oh um and and uh, heart uh, defects and all of that are also a part and parcel yes so there can be those issues as well but um, um overweight and diabetes are definitely um, on top of the charts that's grave um but you know doctor oftentimes it's insisted that a woman suffering from obesity should lose weight by exercising and dieting alone sometimes it helps but other times you know these methods are just a lost cause what should one do in a situation like that how can they lose weight if they can't lose weight just by exercising or dieting or taking care of their meals right so see there are um, a i think a person who has all these issues and uh, the goal is to conceive i think first thing that they need to do is to visit a qualified weight loss specialist you know to seek advice because what happens today is that most people go on the internet uh they look for this advice and that advice and try and follow it but uh, they don't have the wherewithal to understand uh, everything uh, there is a lot of uh, uh, wrong advice as well on the internet so it is important that they see a qualified weight loss specialist which could be a nutritionist it could be a bariatric surgery team uh, depending on the weight etc now when we talk about weight loss options it all depends upon how much is the weight so if the weight if the person is only overweight like their bmi is between 23.5 to 27.5 or let me make it easy for you somebody is just 10 to 15 kg overweight mm. definitely a weight loss diet uh, will help that person right but if the weight is more than that suppose if your ideal body weight is 60 but the person is 85 to 90 right they are about 20 25 kgs overweight right you may need something little more than a diet which could be maybe medications nowadays we have certain medications that can be used to lose some degree of weight but if your ideal body weight is 60 and you are currently at 120 or 110 and you are almost 50 or 60 kgs above your ideal body weight mm. then, um i think uh, then in that kind of a population surgery is the only thing that works bariatric surgery so it all depends upon at what stage of uh, the disease they are in so we we call obesity a disease like any other like diabetes or hypertension absolutely so again uh, lesser the quantum of the disease uh, that way the treatment would be advised but greater the disease more severe the treatment understood um 
what are the different kinds of bariatric surgeries that are there out there yes so number one uh, i would like to uh, start by telling who are the people who are actually eligible so anybody with a bmi or body mass index uh, more than 35 uh, is eligible for a bariatric surgery in india Uh, mm-hmm. Anyone with a BMI more than thirty, with uh, maybe two or three comorbidities like diabetes, hypertension, sleep apnea, and cardiac problems, uh, they would be eligible. So uh, these are the patients who would be eligible. Uh, bariatric surgery is done by laparoscopy, which means that it is a minimally invasive surgery where we uh, make three or four tiny little cuts on the abdomen. These cuts are very small, about half a centimeter to one centimeter. And then a camera would be inserted through this, and the surgeon would uh, see the whole thing on the screen, and then do the surgery. These are surgeries that are done on the stomach, and sometimes also on the intestine. So depending upon that, there are different types of surgeries. Right. Uh, one of the commonest surgeries is called a sleeve surgery, a sleeve gastrectomy. In this surgery, what is basically done is that the stomach. is vertically divided and it is converted into a long narrow banana shaped tube okay oh. so to give you a sense uh, normally our the capacity of our stomach is about 1500 cc hmm. okay and after doing the surgery the stomach is like a narrow tube which is about 60 to 80 cc in capacity so right. it becomes that small so that is a sleeve surgery then there are a couple of other surgeries in which we also reroute the intestine um it would be difficult to explain it just verbally but that's okay essentially uh, a stomach is made small and the intestine is rerouted and attached to the stomach okay these are basically called as bypass surgeries and they are usually stronger than the sleeve surgery hmm. leading to more weight loss uh, less weight regain and uh, better resolution of comorbidities like diabetes and all the other issues so these are the two main types of course the surgeon would see the patient evaluate and then take a call as to which surgery would be suitable for which patient right and there's something about a band also right like a gastric band surgery the band is now uh, quite out of fashion uh, it mm-hmm. was very popular about 15 to 18 years ago um but uh, it didn't patients didn't really do that well uh, with bands uh, especially because in india our diet is really carb rich you know so we we were uh, uh, puris and uh, bhaturas and uh, you know those and i'm hungry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to wo band uh, didn't really work that well with such a high carbohydrate rich diet you know so uh, bands are not being done in fact world over the uh, frequency of banding has gone down quite a lot speaking of hunger like i mean are these surgeries actually done to sort of curtail your um, desire to eat is that how it works so that is one of the ways uh, surgery has multiple mechanisms of action and people feel that it's only because it makes you eat less and they lose weight that's not true because most people uh, if you meet them say one or two years after the surgery they would eat as much as a normal person so yes there is a decrease of food intake initially um to a very large extent in fact the person may not be able to eat more than half a roti at one time okay oh. they feel full very early so 
if they are eating the stomach is so small that even if they eat half a roti they feel like they've eaten full stomach okay um third thing is that they don't feel hungry uh, because the hunger hormone levels decrease a lot after surgery so this is uh, proven that uh, 80% of the hunger hormone goes down after bariatric surgery then there are in our small intestine there are hundreds of hormones which lead to many effects so some of these can have effects on satiety some of these can have effects on hunger some of these act on our brain they increase cravings but with bariatric surgery what we see is that the levels of all these hormones go down and eventually once a person starts losing weight insulin is a very important hormone in our body and that starts going down i mean with fatness we become very resistant to insulin uh, but as we start losing weight we start becoming insulin sensitive and that also plays a role in weight loss there are many other mechanisms uh, if i go into details i think yeah. it is above everybody's head so uh, but i can tell you that there are multiple ways in which surgeries work and that is why the result is so dramatic people lose 50 60 70 kilos depending on how much weight they have and uh, they do really well and they are able to maintain it in the long term and now for the million dollar question are these surgeries safe and the other million dollar question is when would be the ideal time of getting pregnant after bariatric surgery so if you could just tell us briefly about these two things so these surgeries are safe they are as safe as any other surgery right okay. now there is a small risk which comes with any procedure you take a paracetamol also there is a risk of side effects yep Uh, so surgery definitely mm-hmm. has a small risk associated uh, with that but it is in general very safe in fact uh, now that it's being done laparoscopically mm-hmm. patients up and about within 4 to 6 hours after surgery they go home the next day right they get discharged so it is quite safe and um, uh, also what i always tell my patients is that you have to evaluate the risk and benefit ratio of remaining in that condition of obesity if you are uh, like that and you don't get treated then you have so many other risks you have the risk of diabetes you have the risk of high blood pressure you have the risk of cardiac events strokes um you may be in for knee replacements and so many other things you know so uh, in comparison to that i think the risk of surgery is definitely worth taking as far as um, women are concerned uh, especially in the reproductive age group i think um, the guidelines normally say that uh, they must wait for at least 12 to 18 months after surgery so because what happens is initially when they have surgery they are not able to eat too much true so to have uh, you know uh, to sustain that nutrition for yourself and for the baby it's it doesn't match at that time and second thing is that uh, that is the period for active weight loss if mm. you were to conceive uh, within that period then even the weight loss would be hampered you know so um, the whole objective of surgery would be lost sure. so ideally 12 to 18 months is uh, what uh, we would need makes a lot of sense um so what is the success rate of conceiving after you know a successful bariatric surgery surgery has happened a person has lost weight uh what is the success rate of conceiving so um what we normally see is that once a person loses weight 
then uh, their uh, fertility increases and uh, even patients who've been uh, struggling with infertility for say almost a decade they tend to do very well uh, with weight loss and they tend to conceive quite fast you know because there's so many hormonal changes that take place after bariatric surgery and they're losing weight so fast that they become really fertile and many a times they can conceive um, even without any help so there could be natural conception if not uh, even um, with assisted reproduction techniques the chances of success become much better after uh, losing weight right um i have some figures in front of me can i uh, ask you if they are correct right uh, i read somewhere that about 62% of infertile women with obesity they succeed in conceiving after bariatric surgery uh, then there's another study that you know we went through uh, actually 18 studies that were published i think in 2020 that reported that bariatric surgery improves hormonal balance and sexual function in both male and female um and sperm count in males and pregnancy in females right it improves the chances so is all that correct or uh, is this just you know gyan on search engines <laughs> these are uh, very scientific uh, studies and uh, they are definitely correct right. and um, like it is uh, correctly mentioned that uh, infertility is not uh, just about the woman it's also about the man right yeah sometimes we have couples coming in where the Uh, the male partner is uh, suffering from obesity and the female has no other issue so e- even in those cases it uh, it really helps a lot so in fact um, uh, there are a lot of cases where uh, because of obesity there could be increased uh, erectile dysfunction and uh, things like that oh. and they also tend to improve after weight loss Well so there is some light at the end of this tunnel right thank you so much dr goval for sparing the time to uh, speak to us about obesity in relation to infertility the various ways in which the issue can be managed and possible results that can come out of it thank you so much totally my pleasure deepthi thank you so much and to my listeners all i wish to say is obesity is a disease there are several factors that cause it and sometimes exercising managing a healthy lifestyle and a balanced diet isn't enough so if you're in such a situation where you've tried everything possible to lose weight in order to conceive consult a doctor now before you reach your wits end and remember it's not your fault you just need some professional help to lose weight to have a baby to get your life back on track This is a public awareness initiative supported by Medtronic. Views expressed are independent views of Dr. Aparna Govil, intended for general information and educational purposes only. They do not constitute any medical advice. Please consult your physician for any questions or concerns you may have regarding your condition. The doctor makes no recommendations or endorsements of any products or services. That's it for this episode. If you want to know more about the diseases discussed in this podcast, please initiate a discussion with your physician. To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HT Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. And to listen to more such podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com. This was an HT Smartcast original. HT Smartcast